The Blacks and Whites Network proudly presents Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk Radio and Katherine Raker's World TV Show. I am so honored to have this beautiful woman who, her name is Dreama of all the most beautiful names, who had such a love story with her husband, Bob Denver, for many years and a son that had that has autism and today i have this beautiful wonderful blonde gal who had like i said such a love story with bob denver who we all remember one of the world's most beloved tv icons having starred on shows like the loves of dobie gillis and of course is everyone's favorite little buddy on gilligan's island dreama was bob's great love meeting as young actors in a play. Their romance would play out in a sweet and enduring way, eventually leading to the birth of their beloved son, Colin. It soon became apparent that Colin was not developing normally and was diagnosed as severely non-verbally autistic, requiring 24 hours around the clock care. Opting to step away from the limelight, the Denvers would leave Hollywood and show business behind and devote everything together to being the sole caregivers to their Colin for the last 21 years of Bob's life. Seeking to help find and provide support in others impacted by autism, Bob and Dreama formed the Denver Foundation, a nonprofit foundation inspired by Dreama and Bob Denver's passion to assist special needs individuals and their families. Continuing that work and maintaining Bob Denver's legacy has been the driving force for Dreama ever since as she advocates for those within the special needs community and shares her family extraordinary story in her award-winning memoir, Gilligan's Dreams, The Other Side of the Island. A much in demand speaker and interview guest, Dreama is always available to speak to the press in conjunction with Autism Awareness Month, Classic TV, and beyond. I want to welcome you to our show today. Dream I am so happy to be here. Thank you, Catherine, for having oh, me. It's a dream to have you. How about that one? <laughs> oh, a little play on words there. I like it. I like doing those play on, play on words. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I personally am very committed to autism. As uh, it, It's weird. My life uh, my nephew has got autism. He's 21, or 22, 23 today. He was a twin and very nonverbal for quite a while. And um, another friend that uh, has an autistic son in Texas and went through a lot um, to take the care of him and would eventually have to give him up to the state in order to get help. Mm. So... If anybody wants to advocate for autism, it's me, believe me. And I, anything yeah. I can do to help, I will. Tell me, let's just start off with your love life, because I think that's a good start. Um, okay. You met each other in, in actor school or what? No, I was in uh, Florida, mm -hmm. Orlando, visiting my family. And a friend called me and told me that over in St. Petersburg, they were auditioning for the play, the Woody Allen play, Play It Against Sam. Uh -huh. And she thought I would be perfect for the lead role. And she thought I should go audition. So I was there anyway, and I thought, sure, I'll go over, and I did. And I got the part. So after they told me I had the part, I was talking to the producer, 
And I asked her who was going to be starring in the show. And she said, Bob Denver. And my reaction was Gilligan. And she said, she said, yes. And I said, really? I'm going to have to kiss and do love scenes with Gilligan. She was like, well, if you want the part, you're going to have to. And I was like, oh, no, I want the part. I want the part. So a few weeks later, we started rehearsals and all of us got there before Bob did. And we were all doing, you know, the actor small talk. What have you, who have you worked with? What was your last show? All that stuff. And um, suddenly a voice was in the doorway. Oh, I should say that there was a marquee out in front of the theater that said Bob Denver starring in Play It Against Sam, also starring Dreamer, not Dreama, but Dreamer Perry, which was my maiden name. And uh, so Bob hit the doorway of the rehearsal room going, what the heck is a dreamer? And I said, that would be me. And he goes, really, your name is Dreamer? And I said, no, 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 no. My name is Dreama, which he found every bit as odd as Dreamer. He was like, I've never met a Dreama before. Anyway, he went to shake my hand and to tell me it was a pleasure to meet me. And anybody who was there that day will tell you it was electric. I, I, it was like it, it just bolts of something were jumping off of us. It was, and it was the real deal. What I love about that is that it lasted almost 30 years uh, until Bob passed away. And that to me, um, you know, it just said something about the realness of it because, you know, I, I know there's love at first sight, lust at first sight, whatever those things are. This was whatever it was, it was real. And lasted a long time and we were totally committed to each other. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that I met my husband on a Tuesday. We got mm -hmm. married three weeks later. I had two children from a prior marriage. We've been married for 52 years. Wow. You got married how quickly? Within three weeks. I can't believe it. Was it was a wow. God thing. It was a God thing. And yes. I, I really believe, Dreama, that um, I was looking for someone. And the funny thing is that his mother and my uncle went to school together in Bellevue, Kentucky, when they were in the first grade. No way. Ooh, circles, small world. Right. So, you know, that's pretty exciting. How long did it take you to get married? We, well, we, we pretty much started living together right away, but it, it was a year and a half later when we actually wow. Wow. tied the knot, but we were, it was like we were married from the get-go. I mean, it just, we just were never apart. I mean, never apart. We were together six years uh, before I ever talked to Bob on the phone because we were always together and we had had Colin and he had to go to LA to do uh, Bring Me the Head of Dobie Gillis a movie that they did, you know, like a reunion movie. And I couldn't go with him because Colin obviously had to be cared for and couldn't make this trip. So um, Bob called me every day. And the first time he called me, I remember answering the phone. He's, hi, honey, how you doing? I was like, oh, wow, sexy voice. <laughs> I had no idea what a sexy voice he had. You know, it's so funny because people know Bob as Gilligan and Maynard, you know. Right. And the parts he played on television and and people don't think of him as sexy. I certainly didn't when I got cast <laughs> to show with him, but he really was. He was very um he was sexy and romantic and just everything you'd want 
you know, I someone mean, to that's be. That's the way my husband is. And that's yes. the reason why we've been together for so many years and very supportive, my partner in my business. And it makes a difference, don't you think? So, it does. I miss it a lot. Right. So how long did it take you all to decide to leave Hollywood? And here's the second question. How did you support yourself after you decided to be the caregivers all the time? That's a yeah. question. <laughs> uh, you don't have to answer it, but... Probably a lot of people wonder why. Maybe, you know, uh, things from the past that he had been in or you had been in to help. Well, Colin was two years old in 1986 when he was diagnosed right. at UCLA. And, um, you know, there was never, he was going to have to have full-time care. And I remember, and I write about this in my book, uh, the doctor whose name I conveniently don't remember, <laughs> who told us, about the problem that we had and what was going to happen and encourage us to, um, I don't know if he was this direct, but basically to get rid of Colin, to put him away. He would run our lives. We would have no life. And Bob and I, in that moment, we just looked at each other and thought, there's no way that's going to happen. We're not going to do that. And so it wasn't ever really discussed. We just, Bob, now he could go and do personal appearances uh -huh. and guest starring roles on things like ALF and Baywatch and, Right. shows that he did during that time uh, because he didn't have to be gone long. But as far as movie work or series work that would keep him away from us and tied up doing something else, he 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 just didn't want to have to do that. So he did bring home some bacon, That's good. Uh, <laughs> which was a great thing because I was doing mom 24 hours a day. It's, right. you know, one thing I know for sure is uh, to all the families out there going through this, I know personally the how depleting it is emotionally and physically right. and 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 just in every way monetarily you know people think because he was gilligan that there's this mountain of money that Wrong. that we're sitting on <laughs> no money for gilligan's island no residuals no anything so we were in a very similar boat to a lot of families who are struggling to make ends meet while they give care to this person that they love so much you know so and on that note, you understand gonna, that. Yeah, I can understand that a lot. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And you want to tell the tell the audience the name of the book. And then we're going to talk about your other books and a lot of other things. So what's the name of this book? The name of the book is Gilligan's Dreams. Bob always called me Dreams. So it's Gilligan's Dreams and it is available autographed by me at bobdenver.com. Or if you're an Amazon Prime person, I can't autograph those because I don't see those orders, but you can get it at Amazon. All right. We'll be right back on Catherine Raker's World. And let's just talk radio. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Catherine Raker. Did you know that memory loss now affects almost 7 million people in America? And the Alzheimer's Research Foundation estimates that by the year 2050, there will be 50 million people with dementia in America. Are you preparing your family, especially your grandchildren, for this issue? This is Dan Perkins, and I'm the author of a new book for children ages 9 to 12 and their families to help them understand that it's not their fault when Grammy can't remember them. Why Can't Grammy Remember Me is available at Amazon or through your local bookseller. Don't make your grandchildren part of the lost generation. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. 
Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. Did you know that more than 100,000 Americans have a serious lung disease that very few people know about? I'm Dr. David Letterer, co-director of the New York Presbyterian Columbia University Interstitial Lung Disease Program. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is a severe irreversible disease causing scarring of the lungs. IPF can seem similar to other diseases, so many people with IPF may be undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for years. Symptoms include a persistent dry cough, shortness of breath, and a Velcro-like crackle in the lungs, which a doctor can hear. IPF generally affects people over 50 and is slightly more common in men, with a five-year survival rate worse than many cancers. Diagnosis is important, as treatments are now available. The Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation strongly recommends you see a pulmonologist if you experience shortness of breath that limits your ability to walk up stairs or hills, or an unexplained persistent cough lasting longer than eight weeks. Go to pulmonaryfibrosis.org to learn more about IPF. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember... There is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. We're back. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Riker. We're back on Katherine Riker's World and Let's Just Talk Radio with a dream of a woman, Dream of Denver, and her new book, Gilligan's Dreams, The Other Side of the Island. And I love that title. It is, and I love the picture of the two of you. How old were were you in that picture? A baby, <laughs> such a baby. I was uh, twenty seven, which right. feels like a baby from this perspective. You look like this. Seriously, this picture uh-huh. makes you look like you're a star from the thirties or the forties. I mean, oh, so thank beautiful. You. I mean, I love that era. So it's like gorgeous, gorgeous picture of the two of you. And you can see how much in love you were with each other. You you really can. And Sherwood Schwartz once told me, now that you mentioned that, nobody's ever mentioned that before, that he thought I would be perfect to play Jean Harlow. Oh, yes, you would. I'm just saying. (laughs) So back in the day, that's true. And back in those days, I was compared, believe it or not, uh, to Goldie Hawn an awful lot. It would get mentioned in in reviews 
they would say this Goldie Hawn lookalike or, you know, that. So I, I love that because I loved her. So I was always happy to have that comparison too. Right. And you look better than she does today. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. She, I adore her and I was hoping that she wouldn't, oh, I shouldn't even say this, but yeah, I was hoping that she, that she wouldn't have a whole lot of work done. And it seems that she did. Yeah. And Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed, say, you're allowed to say that. I mean, unfortunately, um, 15 years ago, I had work and mm -hmm. actually I had to have corrective surgery because she did such a terrible situation. I mean, it took me another 10 or 15,000 to get it fixed and then uh, just different things. And then see, I see it scares me. I yeah, just can't. Scary. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you don't have your no. the way you are. I you know, I understand the pressure. And I Here's the way I look at it. This right. is the face that God gave me. I'm aging the way God intended that I should. That's right. And I feel blessed um, to be able to do that. Believe me, I have days when I go, oh, can't we do this? I would really like to do this, but I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. And because I've seen so many actresses that you know are in their 70s, some of them even pushing 80, and they're still trying to look 30, you know? And I would love to look 30 again, but believe me, I would love to look 60 again, <laughs> that right. would be awesome. Now, uh, when Bob passed away, um, mm -hmm. you did. is that when you had to take your son and put him into full care, or did you have him for a while before you did that? No, I, I tell you, I have been blessed every which way from Sunday with all of this. Um, after Bob passed away, I told you off air earlier that uh, when he, we had gone through 20 years, almost 21 of caregiving, full time, 24 7, 365 for two decades. And um, we had gone through all of that. And then, of course, Bob was diagnosed and, and we went through six months of that. And there was so much stress built up for that period, you know, for that long of a period of time that um, I had a heart attack when my husband was in the hospital, ended up in the hospital room next to his. Oh, wow. Was, they, they rolled my bed into his room mm -hmm. so that they could put our beds together and we could lie in bed and hold hands, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it was, in that regard, it was kind of romantic, but not something I would recommend anybody try to go through. But um, it was obvious that I could not take care of Colin by myself. And when Bob passed away, uh, it was terrifying. I mean, literally sent me to my knees many, many times. Just, I would just drop to my knees bawling like a baby because I was so terrified of every decision being mine, every choice made, you know, on my son's behalf. I didn't have Bob's good brain anymore to talk it over with and all of that. So um, it was very scary, but I, like I said, I've been blessed right before Bob got sick and this was a God thing. I mean, it really was. Right before he got sick, a doctor that used to make house calls to see our son. Um, we're in a small community where they still do that. I don't know if they do that in bigger communities, but uh, he would come every six months. And he walked in one day and looked at Bob and me and he went, how long have you been doing this? And we said, well, it's been 20 years, going on 21. He said, you can't keep doing this. I'm going to send you a young man that will be wonderful with Colin, that can take some of the pressure off you. He sent me that, or sent us, that young man. His name is David Haynes, and David is still with us. He's been with Colin for 18 years. Wow. He has been so loyal to me. Uh, he and his wife 
and um, another caregiver, another male caregiver, have been with Colin. Uh, gosh, Alvin has been with him for 12 or 13 years. So I've been blessed because I have people I trust that I know care about my son that uh, live in a house before Bob passed away, uh, before we knew he was going to, a little house at the top of the mountain across from us came up for sale and Bob bought that with the idea of Colin living there with full-time care. So we had to, we had to get out from under it. And um, again, I've just been so blessed. He lives there with, with the three caregivers, uh, you know, rotating in and out. He's happy as can be. I think one thing Bob and I, one of our goals, and I think we managed to do this was give Colin a sense of self, not ever put him in a position where he was ridiculed or, and, you know, I have no criticism of anyone's choices because we're all different. Our situations are different. Um, having a famous husband made things different than it would if, if Bob had not been well-known by anybody. And the choices we made were ours and we feel like we did the right thing. I feel like we did um, now that I'm alone. And, um, but again, no criticism to anybody. You know, it's a, Autism is so different. The spectrum is so huge and, and people, it manifests itself differently in different people. You know, in our case, uh, my son is now 38 years old. He's nonverbal. I've never had a conversation with him, which is such a, I've never heard, I love you, mom, or mom, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. You know, I've, I've never had those experiences, but, and this sounds like rationalization, but it's so true. I have learned so much having him that I would never have learned without him. And my journey in life, the plan for my life included that and those lessons that I have learned. You know, we all, I think we all have different, obviously different paths, but we have different things in our lives, challenges, tribu uh, tribulations that we deal with because we need to deal with them, uh, whatever they are. So. Do you have a lot of friends in the autism community? today? You know, I really don't. Over the years now, I've spoken at autism conventions and things like that. And again, I'm not an expert. I'm just a mom who had a set of experiences. And one thing that I hoped my book would do and that my speaking to autism communities um, has done, there's something comforting to people when they hear that Bob Denver, somebody that they've watched on television for 57 years, the show's been on for 57 years now, um, to know that Bob Denver and me by association went through the same things that they're going through or similar things to what they're going through and, and famous people aren't uh, omitted from challenges and the same challenge they're having. It's very comforting. I know when we, when Colin was diagnosed, and I found out that John Travolta had an autistic son and Tony Braxton and Sly Stallone. I don't know why, but for some reason that was comforting to me. It was like, okay, we're not the only ones right. in this boat going through this, you know? So I hoped um, my book would do that for families going through it, that they could look and go, you know, Bob Denver wasn't exempt either. He had to go through some really challenging times, which we did. Where can people purchase your book and learn more about your other books? And there, can you give the names of your other books while we're here? I can. Uh, well, first they can purchase Gilligan's Dreams, 
or Four Bears in a Box, a children's book, a multi-award winning. It was voted um, the runner-up for best children's book at the Paris Book Festival. Wow, that's and, awesome. And the idea for the book was given to me by Bob, who thought I could write a children's book and encouraged me to do it. He never got to see it. But both of those right now are at bobdenver.com. Um, I can autograph them and send them directly out to you. Uh, I have a book coming out in a couple of weeks called Zen and Now about the love between, um, a, if you're a dog person, I'm telling you, if you've ever had just that love of your life dog, and the Zen was mine, um, it's all about rescuing, uh, because I, I rescue all my dogs. That's uh, It's about rescuing the dogs and the love that, that manifests itself from that. And I love the book so much. I'm so excited, but it's called Zen and Now. That will be on the website in a couple of weeks, available to buy. And then the second bear book, Four Bears in a Box, Back to the Beach. Now, what you have to understand in the first book, the bears, uh, you know how children love boxes? If you've ever had- Oh yeah, that's the favorite. They would rather play in the box. Right. Well, I knew there had to be a book in that, right? Yeah. So when they're good bears and they mind mom, they do their chores, uh, and it's a storybook, a beautifully illustrated uh, storybook. When they do all those things, the reward is a great big cardboard box in the garage. And in their imagination, right. that can become anything. It becomes, you know, a train and a rocket ship and it becomes a hot air balloon. And in the first book, they fly over what ends up being Gilligan's Island and Gilligan is waving to them. So in the second book, they go back to the beach. They go back to the island to see if they can find the man in the red shirt. And I'm not going to say whether or not they do, but they do meet some very unusual characters. They meet King Crab. They meet uh, Lovey Turtle on the island. And they start seeing that even though they're very different, they can have uh, really close friendships and appreciate the uniqueness of the other, the other creature, you know? So it's, I think it's kind of apropos for today. And and there will be um, a third bear book. I'm not sure what the idea for it is yet, but it will be coming uh, probably in the next year or so. Well, you know, the bears could go to space. They could. They could. They could go. A rocket ship would actually be, they could go visit all the planets maybe or something. Right. Because I, I like can see this. I can see this as a television show. Uh, uh, yeah. And I've always I told you about, be. I told you about Simul TV. So we're looking. So I'll make sure that you get to talk to our founder, Stephen Turner. Oh, that would, I think it would make a great animated series. You know, I, I really, so. I've said that all along. Well, you and know what? He is, he actually used to be an animator. He used to be, he went through the Disney program many, many years ago, and then he entered oh, his wow. hand and had to um, actually become a techie kind of guy. And that's how he... He actually did Simul TV, and you go up to simultv.com for 15 days and get a free situation. And it's really um, we have four children's channels, by the way. And oh, that's how really? we started. Yes, um, he is this really brilliant 48-year-old guy that loves kids, and we're looking for children's programming, and we're looking for animation and we're looking so i'll definitely make sure that happens that would be awesome let him know that I since will. he worked for disney went through all that 
that I was one of the first 40 cast members at Walt Disney World. He when did they were going through Disney. He went through the Disney uh, animation program. Got a star. Oh. Well, we have a Disney connection, though. I know regardless you do. Of- I know you do. Don't worry about it. He's really amazing. I really do want my Zen book, Zen and Now. It is, I'll have to send it to you. It is just a beautiful little book, uh, not like Old Yeller, where something bad happens, but where we go to the Rainbow Bridge and we we explore. It's just such a beautiful book. I'm so proud of it. And we were talking the other day, my manager and I, about the fact that it would be lovely to um, have the Humane Society. You know, like it's a it's a book that be, that could be you given away by that. You want to at the Humane Societies. You also want to have it at veterinary clinics and offices. Right? No, it would be perfect. And if somebody has lost a dog and they need right. a comfort, you'll see when I send it to you. You'll see what I mean. It's I love this little book. I'm going to call you after this for a few minutes, if that's all right. That's and fine. The show, and I have to end the show now. We've run out of time. Oh, we're just chatty. We can't help ourselves, right? Anyhow, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such an honor and pleasure to have you. And your smile is so infectious. Keep it up. Okay. Oh, right back at you. But right back at you. Catherine. Okay, thank you. And we'll see you very soon on Catherine Raker's World and Let's Just Talk Radio. And don't forget to go to our websites at Catherine Raker's World and Let's Just Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in to Simul TV. And thank you again, Dreama. You are a dream. Yeah. on. Thank you so much. Thank you. I had a great time. I'm glad you did. And thank you. Thank you for joining us on Catherine Raker's Let's Just Talk on the Blacks and Whites Network.